You are listening to the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. Today we're going to, you know, uh, talk a little bit about what happened last week in the Masters and college football in the NFL. Um, before we get into a little bit of college basketball news and just a little bit of season preview, we're not going to have our full preview today, um, save that for next week, but college basketball is coming up in less than a week now, so... Get excited for that. And yeah, as always, we'll give out some picks for college football week 12 and the NFL week 11 um, coming up this weekend. But first off, let's start out with how we did last week. Um, it wasn't the greatest week in the world by any means, but starting college football, we ended up going 3-2 and two on the weekend. The first game that we were on was Iowa versus Minnesota, uh, Minnesota plus 3.5 in that game. Uh, this game was a Friday night game, and you know Iowa came out kicking in that one. Iowa ended up winning this game 35-7. to um, Minnesota just was not doing anything in this game. They're definitely not the team that they were a season ago. Uh, that team is long gone, it seems like. You know, Iowa was able to put up 21 points in the fourth quarter. Minnesota just was not stopping them. They were getting tired. They just weren't making the plays they needed to. So we ended up with the loss to start the weekend. Uh, but moving into the Saturday games, the first one we had was Indiana minus 7 versus Michigan State. And Indiana ended up. Indiana continues their great run, winning this game twenty-four to zero. You know this Indiana team. While they haven't their their matchups, they've only all the guys they've played have only three combined wins. Um, this Indiana team is still undefeated, so it's hard to count them out yet. Um, it'll be interesting this week. They go and take on Ohio State, which will be the true test of whether or not they're actually a good team. Um, and the bookmakers definitely don't think so with that game being like a twenty-one point. Uh, spread on that one but you know indiana did a great job moving the ball in this game 433 yards and michigan state only 191 and you know indiana state 4-0 out of nowhere michael Penix jr is just looking great for that team and you know who knows they're probably not going to finish undefeated i wouldn't guess but hey maybe um they're definitely going to go to some bowl game uh some new year six day i would assume moving on to the next game we had fresno state minus 10 versus utah state fresno state started slow in this game um, but they got hot in the second half, ended up winning this game 35-16. to 16. Um, And they were just able to move the ball up and down the field with ease. You know, they made a couple of um, stupid mistakes early in the game that gave Utah State some points there to start. But after that, you know, it really wasn't much work for Fresno State to get this cover. Uh, the next win and our third win of the day was Colorado plus 7 versus Stanford. Colorado ended up winning this game outright 35-32. to 32. And this is just, you know, this Colorado team, it was close, um, you know, but at the end of the game, the majority of the second half, Colorado controlled this game. Um, you know, Colorado stays undefeated with this win. Stanford stays winless. You know, Stanford, it's really, you, you got to start looking at what that team has. Yeah, they played Colorado and Oregon, which are two look to be good football teams this year. But Stanford is just struggling this year. It's not the Stanford that we're used to seeing over the past few years. And moving on to the final game of the day. For college football, we had SMU plus two and a half versus Tulsa. SMU ended up winning, ended up losing this game, uh, 24-28. Tulsa comes out victorious. Um, and you know, SMU had this game from the start. They were controlling the ball, but in the second half, SMU just stopped scoring and they let Tulsa start scoring. And then you know they just started making stupid mistakes, and basically they just weren't moving the ball up the, down the field anymore. 
Um, there's a bunch of drives just kept getting stopped. They weren't going anywhere. And Tulsa was able to win this game outright. Uh, this game definitely hurt to lose that one. You know, SMU looked great. You know, but this Tulsa team, they you know they had a few canceled games um, early in the season. But you know, right now they're in contention to you know be part of the American Conference Championship. So that'll be interesting to see what ends up happening there. But all in all, not bad for college football on the weekend. Um, finishing the day three and two. Moving on to Sunday with our NFL picks. Not quite as good for a Sunday. Um, ended up going one and three, and it looked like we were about to go zero and four there for a little bit. Jaguars. First game we had was Jaguars taking on the Packers. We had the Packers minus thirteen in this one. Packers end up winning this game twenty four twenty, but they did not look very good. Um, it's definitely a hard fought victory. They definitely <laughs> had to had to play way more than you, you would like, especially when they're thirteen point favorites. Um, but you know they weren't moving the ball very well. They were just kept making stupid mistakes that you know were costing them possessions. You know this Jaguars team, while they only have one win, they're kind of just they're just kind of down there at the bottom with the Jets. But no one really talks about the Jaguars because they got that one win, so that's kind of interesting. But yeah, we ended up losing that game. Second game we had on the NFL slate was the Eagles minus three and a half taking on the Giants. The Giants end up winning this game outright, twenty-seven seventeen. So another bad loss for us um the nfc east you know it's just <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen in the nfc east i keep betting on teams in the nfc east thinking that they're one thing when they're just clearly not so it'll be interesting to see who ends up <laughs> victorious winning that conference championship um but you know next game we had was a late game in the chargers plus two and a half at the dolphins chargers end up losing this game dolphins win 29 to 21 and this after this win it might as much as it pains me to say it, it might be officially time for me to say that Tua might not be such a bad quarterback after all. Um, you know, he just looked polished in this game compared to Justin Herbert. And, you know, I thought for a while there was just the defense and that, you know, he wasn't doing much. But after the Cardinals game, after this game, at some point you're going to have to start respecting the Dolphins a little bit. And I think uh, Tua is definitely good. But this game kind of brings up another question of, you know, this, this whole just draft class. I think... Between Tua and Burrow and Herbert, those are going to be three quarterbacks who are going to be in the league for a long time. So, yeah, this game really just showed that the Dolphins are for real. So that gives us our third loss of the day. And then sneaking out the last victory of the day, or the only victory of the day, 49ers versus Saints. We had the Saints minus nine. Uh, Saints have been winning 27 to 13. And Drew Brees ends up going out um, injured in this one. He punctured his lung. Um, but was still able to get us the cover before he left. And the really the worst part of this 49ers team is just so injured, and they turned the ball over four times in this game, which it's hard to win when you do that. So really wasn't a whole lot of shot for the 49ers. They're definitely sitting at the bottom of the NFC West, but yeah, it gives our only win there. And then a little bit of recap on the Masters. Dunstan Johnson ends up winning the whole thing. So our win, none of our win bets cashed. We had Justin Thomas, uh, Matt Wolf, and Ricky Fowler all to win. None of those end up cashing. Um, as far as Matt Wolf goes, he looked pretty good the first day. You know, was up in the top 20, um, which we had him in the top 20, uh, but ended up falling out of that very quickly on Friday and completely missed the cut. So that bet was pretty much dead um, after the first day. Ricky Fowler, not too bad. Um, going late into Saturday, he wasn't looking bad, but he kind of just slowed down. And when he wasn't, he was making pars, but he wasn't <laughs> was it hitting very many birdies to get us um, back up in the top 20. He finishes, and I don't remember what his exact finish was. Uh, high 20s or 30s, something like that. So misses out on that top 20. So that leaves Justin Thomas, which will be our only cashing ticket of the Masters weekend. Uh, 
We had Justin Thomas top five at plus 275. Um, he finishes third, I believe, second or third. I can't hear. I don't. I don't remember what it was now. But that uh, that ticket cashes. But you know, congrats to Dustin um, Johnson. Definitely well deserved Masters. You know, he led the pack the entire week. You know, basically, after Saturday and Sunday, there was no question that he was going to win. Um, you're just looking so dominant, and yeah, that about that for the Masters. So moving into the college basketball news. College basketball is getting ready to start next week. Um, we're less than a week away at this point. So, you know, schedules are still trickling out, coaching decisions, players getting waivers. It's it's kind of a crazy year. But one thing that came out this past week was March Madness will be played in one location. Um, and looking like right now, potentially, you know, Indianapolis, um, somewhere in that area. Because Indianapolis was on slate to host the Final Four. So it kind of makes sense that they, you know, just get the whole tournament or whatever. You know, they got um you know a lot of schools around there that can host games with butler and iu and purdue and all that plus you know lucas oil so that that's one thing that kind of interesting to me i would wonder you know if we get games like that one you know fans is one thing whatever who knows what that's gonna look like come march but if we're they're playing like round of 64 games in lucas oil stadium in, in front of a you know <laughs> 70,000 seat <laughs> game. It's kind of just a weird look, but um, yeah, that'll definitely, that's just something to keep an eye on. That could be some interesting early round games if they end up playing in Lucas Oil Stadium like that. But not much more to report on March Madness at this time. Um, moving on to a little coaching news. Um, got a couple different things here. First off, probably the last week we're going to end up mentioning this. It seems like he's been on, <laughs> been on the list here for quite some time, but Greg Marshall is officially out as the Wichita State head coach. Um, ends up stepping down. He agreed to a $7.75 million buyout. So he is officially gone. Isaac Brown will take over as the interim head coach for this season. So um, I'm sure we'll hear, you know, different people mentioned all through the season, you know, different people on hot seats getting fired and who's going to take over Wichita State. But, you know, I don't know that this Wichita State's going to fall too far, you know. They, it's not like, they, I mean, they weren't amazing last year, but I think they could still have a decent year this year. Uh, a little bit of other coaching news. UT Martin, head coach, um, he died on Mon or he died earlier in the week uh, at 50. Um, the cause of his death is still unknown, but they did say that he had tested negative so on Monday. So definitely keeping him um going into the season that sucks that they're gonna be looking for a new head coach there and you've definitely a great coach there at ut martin um one other thing we got new mexico state has temporarily moved all of their practice and everything basically moved their team to phoenix um mexico new mexico uh has some pretty strict uh rules as far as covid goes and um as far as screening and stuff like that so they're moving out there for to play some games play you know, practice just to do everything their team just they're they're playing out of phoenix for the time being so that'll be interesting to see if we have any other teams to do that because i know you know a lot of cities are going back into some lockdown so it'll be interesting to see um what that means for college sports moving forward um and yeah as far as scheduling goes they're definitely it's going to be a very fluid season as far as schedules go um you know games are still getting scheduled as of now some conferences haven't released everything they've released opponents ish but not necessarily That'll definitely be interesting. And, you know, we saw this last weekend um, with the Cal-UCLA game. Um, again, I had a little bit, but, you know, they scheduled that game like three days out. So I anticipate that we'll have a lot 
a lot of college basketball games being scheduled, you know, within a week of when it's being played. And when it comes to basketball, that's not a huge deal. You know, they already do stuff like that for the conference tournaments, for March Madness. So just something to pay attention to there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of programs on pause for COVID at the moment, um, different stuff like that. But, you know, college football's going on. The NFL's found a way to keep going. MLB played their season. So while there will be games getting canceled and teams will be on pause, there's one thing to keep in mind is that the season is happening. You know, there's 357 teams. Most of them are still going to be playing. So it'll just be interesting to see what exactly ends up looking like and what our March Madness could look like this year. But, hey, as long as we get March Madness, I will be happy because I don't think I can go another year with our March Madness. Um, so, yeah, that about wraps it up for the college basketball news right now. Um, we'll give you a little bit. Next week's going to be a little different. Probably going to end up releasing the podcast on Tuesday um, to get some more college basketball news out there before the season starts. Um, get you caught up on all the games that are going to be happening over the weekend. So, yeah, I uh, look forward to that next week. Moving into college football news from this last week. Last week, we had 15 games get canceled for COVID. And as the time we're recording this, I think this week's cancellations are already up to like 14 or something, um, which... <laughs> Hurts us. Last week, we ended up not having any games that were getting there. But, you know, I was as I was making these picks together, by the time I, from when I started making the notes for the podcast to when I went to go press record here, two of the games that I had on the card got canceled. So we'll talk a little bit about those. But yeah, um, so that sucks, you know, getting more games canceled. But hey, season rolls on. We'll just keep scheduling games. Um, and one of the crazy things that I would just mention Cal UCLA, they ended up scheduling a game for Sunday morning. <laughs> they scheduled the game. I think it was Friday afternoon is when that game ended up getting scheduled. So kind of crazy that we'll go from, you know, scheduling games against random opponents like 15 years in advance to this year we can <laughs> schedule a game with three days notice and get it played. So and I definitely think that one thing that this is going to do for college football is kind of change how schedules are made because it's kind of insane how far out some of these games get scheduled in college football. Um, as far as coaching news goes in college football, Will Muschamp is out as the South Carolina head coach. Um, this isn't really super shocking news um, for anyone who's seen much of South Carolina. They have not been good this year, and um, he was definitely on the chopping block going into the season, so not super surprising. Uh, one guy who's definitely on the hot seat who is almost certainly out of a job come the end of the season. I don't see him getting fired before the uh, season's over, but Jim Harbaugh, you know, I don't see any way at this point that he can save his job, even if he were to you know, go do something crazy and beat Ohio State. I think he's already proven that this team just isn't wanting to play for him anymore, and it's just not—it's just not a good situation um, for Michigan at this point. So yeah, I think Jim Harbaugh is almost definitely going to be gone as the Michigan head coach at the end of the season. Um, and then a little bit more interesting news: the Pac-12 has requested that the college football playoffs, the start of it, be delayed, which is kind of interesting to think of. You know, their their ruling or the reason was because of all the. Um, the increase in positive tests and stuff like that and games getting canceled. But it's just interesting to think that the Pac-12, you know, waited way too long to start their season. They're only getting into playing seven games and have no uh, no room for error, and they're requesting to change, change the or a delay to the college football playoffs. So just something to keep an eye on. I don't know what is going to end up happening to all the bowl games in the college football playoffs, but it'll definitely be one of the most interesting college football selections ever. Um, yeah, that about wraps it up for the college football news for the week. A little bit of touch on here in the NFL before we move on to this week's picks. Um, Got to talk about the Andre Hopkins catch. Um, might be a biased Cardinals fan here, but definitely up there for play of the year. 
Um, and, you know, it definitely catches like that. Um, get people talking about Kyler Murray. Get people talking about DeAndre Hopkins. But it was it was just a, I mean, it wasn't a lucky throw and a lucky catch. Yeah, you need someone who's good on both ends to do that. But acting like Kyler Murray is all of a sudden just this great quarterback after that, it's just insane. Like he was, he's already doing good this year. He already has the stats to back it up. And I mean, if you look at him compared to Lamar last year, he's already <laughs> surpassed most of those um, at this point in the season. So it'll be interesting to see how Kyler can keep it up. Um, and yeah, and just really how his Cardinals team keeps it up. Um, definitely looking forward. I think we are more than capable of winning some playoff games this year. So definitely excited for that. Um, and speaking of that, this week we got Thursday Night Football, Seahawks, Cardinals. Um, you know, we had a lot of horrible primetime games recently, but it seems like we were starting to get a little bit better. You know, the Bears-Vikings, well, it wasn't the most exciting game in the world. It was definitely better than a lot of the ones we have had, you know, and I think this the Seahawks-Cardinals game is probably going to be one of those games comes down to the last possession. It seems to like all the Cardinals games are going this year, so definitely a game that you need to watch. Um, speaking of a game that wasn't the greatest to watch, um, it was decently close, but the Patriots, Ravens, Sunday Night Football. Patriots absolutely stomped the Ravens in this one. And, you know, this Patriots team, they're definitely they're one of those teams that even though they only have three wins, they're definitely still a team that you don't want to have to play. You don't want to see them on the schedule because you never know what that team's going to look like. Could be an easy game, could be a hard game, but yeah. Um, and yeah, we mentioned a little bit earlier, Drew Brees punctured lung. He will be out this week. Looks like James Winston will most likely be starting in that game. So yeah, he's definitely um, someone to look at um, as far as fantasy and some props go. James Winston, as well as, um, um, I can't think of his name. What's the backup there? Anyway, the Taysom Hill and Taysom Hill, definitely someone to look at as far as props and stuff like that. Definitely going to be getting more carries, more attention in this game. Um, and another injury that we had, Nick Foles on Monday Night Football. Um, the severity of his injury is still unknown, I believe, but not a good look there. Um, and this Bears team is just kind of completely falling apart. You know, no one thought they were good to begin with. Somehow, you know, they were at one five games and were looking looking like a good team record wise, but not much after that. So yeah, that about wraps it up for our news for the week. Moving on to our picks for this weekend, we start out um, with two games. They ended up getting canceled for this weekend. Our two the two games we had in the early slate um, ended up getting canceled. First one we had was Houston versus SMU. I liked Houston minus three in this game. No, it's, I'm sorry. I liked SMU minus three in this game. You know, SMU uh, would have came into this game uh, 38.67 points per game, 506.77 yards a game, while Houston 33.17 points per game and 425.83 yards a game. And, you know, this SMU, uh, two losses, but two, two very good teams in Cincinnati and Tulsa. So I definitely liked him coming into this game, but unfortunately, we're not going to get to see it. So we'll move on to the other canceled game we had. We had Wake Forest minus four and a half versus Duke. Again, like Wake Forest um, in this game, um, you know, and they've really just been putting up points this year. 39.29 points per game compared to Duke's 25.63 points per game. You know, it seemed like I hadn't had a great track record this year betting against Duke, but Definitely was prepared to do it again with this Wake Forest team. I really liked Wake Forest in this one. But, unfortunately, another canceled game. So, scratch those two games off the card. Moving on to the first game of the day that was not canceled is an afternoon game between Cal and Oregon State. Oregon State is three and a half point favorite, or sorry, three and a half point underdogs in this one. Cal comes into this game 0-1 and 0-1 against the spread with that loss to UCLA. Oregon State comes into this game 0-2 and 1-1 against the spread. 
you know, in their first game, Cal did not do a great job moving the ball or getting points or really doing anything, you know, only 10 points in that game compared to Oregon State's 24.5 points um, per game. And, you know, Cal just really hasn't done <clears throat> a good job moving the ball either with only 176 yards a game. Um, Oregon State, on the other hand, 351.5 yards a game. You know, I think this Oregon State team is just going to do a much better job moving the ball and, you know, Getting three and a half points at home against a Cal team that's not the greatest. Um, I definitely like Oregon State in this one. Both these teams have done a decent job not turning the ball over, only averaging one turnover a game. Um, you know, neither of them have done a great job keeping time of possession, both 26 minutes um, time of possession. But this will definitely be an interesting one to look at. So, yeah, I like Oregon State plus three and a half as our first play for the college football day. Um, and due to those cancellations, <laughs> or only got one game before the night slate so moving on to the night slate we actually got three uh, games on this first one being san jose state versus fresno state fresno state is actually two and a half point underdogs in this game this game set to kick off at 7 p.m eastern san jose state comes into this game four and oh and three oh and one against the spread fresno state on the other hand is three and one and three and one against the spread and you know this fresno state team i've been on them the last two weeks um they look decent against unlv they looked even better this last week against Utah State. Fresno State putting up 33 points per game, with San Jose State, on the other hand, only putting up 29.25 points per game. And Fresno State's also done a great job of keeping on of getting their defense off the field um, with 31 uh, minutes, 34 seconds time of possession. San Jose not quite as good with 28 minutes and uh, 23 seconds time of possession. But one thing that really sticks out about this game is just their ability to move the ball up and down the field. Fresno State, 467.25 yards per game, while San Jose State, not quite as good at 407 yards a game. So, but I think Fresno State's going to cover the third, for the third week in a row. Um, definitely getting points at home in this one. You know, the San Jose State, that San Jose State team is definitely good being undefeated, but I really do like Fresno State in this one. So that's my pick, Fresno State plus two and a half. Moving on to the next game of the college football card. We got Tennessee versus Auburn minus 11. Um, this is also set to kick off at 7 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Tennessee comes into this game very disappointing so far this season at 2-4 and 1-4-1 and one, four and one against the spread. Auburn, on the other hand, 4-2 and two on the year and 3-3 three and three against the spread. You know, Tennessee, not great at putting points up for game. Really, Tennessee really hasn't been great at doing anything. 20.67 points per game. While Auburn, 28.33 points per game. One thing this Tennessee team has really struggled with is turning the ball over. 1.67 turnovers per game, while Auburn only 0.83 turnovers a game. So that's definitely something to look at for this Auburn team. Um, and yeah, one more thing, uh, just kind of moving the ball up and down the field. Auburn's done a great job at that. 405.83 yards a game, while for Tennessee only 318.5 yards a game. And you know, this Auburn team's, team's definitely got... It's got some work to do, you know, four and two on the season is not the greatest, especially for what this Auburn team wants to be. But this Tennessee team has just looked absolutely awful. And at home, I think Auburn will cover this 11 point spread pretty easily. So that's my pick for this one. Auburn minus 11. And moving into the last game of the night, um, another late game, Liberty plus three and a half versus NC State. Uh, this game's set to kick off at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Now, Liberty comes into this game 8-0 and 6-2 against the spread. NC State, on the other hand, 5-3 and 2-6-2 and and against the spread. Now, this Liberty team, I've been on this Liberty team both times that they have played um, ACC opponents so far this season. I was on them when they blew, <laughs> completely destroyed Syracuse. I was on them when they got the late game win against Virginia Tech. 
and I really can't see any reason not to take him again against NC State here. Um, unfortunately, we aren't we aren't going to get quite as many points as we got um, in that Virginia Tech game. You know, that was I still don't. That was one of the craziest spreads of this entire season so far. Liberty getting 14 points against that Virginia Tech team. That was just an absolutely insane line. But, you know, this Liberty team, 40.5 points per game. Uh, well, NC State only 33.5 points per game, which isn't terrible. But, you know, this Liberty team's also done an amazing job moving the ball up and down the field. 490.88 yards per game. Um, well, NC State only 397.5 yards a game. Um, and one thing that really sticks out about this Liberty team is keep getting their offense um, involved with 33 minutes and 28 seconds time possession. Well, NC State only 28 minutes and 15 seconds time possession. Um, and Liberty's also done a great job not making stupid mistakes. You know, only 1.25 turnovers a game and 6.25 penalties for 60 yards. I will see State, not absolutely terrible, but 1.63 turnovers per game with 7.88 penalties for 75.63 yards. You know, I think this Liberty team, they definitely serve to be ranked in the top 25. You know, 8-0, it's hard not to not to think they're good. Um, and yeah, it'll just this will just be a good game all around against this NC State team. So I really do like Liberty in this one. Um, I actually like them to win outright, but I am going to take them plus three and a half. Yeah, I'm a little bit safer bet. So that's the pick for this one, Liberty plus three and a half. All right, and that about wraps it up for the college football picks for the weekend. Moving on to the NFL card. The first game we got on the card, um, it's going to be a little bit smaller card this weekend. Um, I don't know. I just haven't didn't really like the games. I'm not doing too great in the NFL. Um, just not. I don't know. I'm not liking the NFL. Everything I think that's going to happen in the NFL ends up not happening. So we're going to stick with just a couple games on this week's card. First game, though, we got we got Bengals plus two versus the football team. Bengals coming to this game two, six and one and six, two and one against the spread. Um, Washington, on the other hand, two and seven on the year and three, five and one against the spread. You know, these teams are pretty similar um, at first glance, you know, 22.67 points per game for the Bengals, you know, 22 points per game for Washington. Um, but one thing that the Bengals have done, Joe Burrow's done a great job moving the ball up and down the field, 357.66 yards per game. Not so much, you know, um, Washington under Alex Smith now, 323.89 yards per game. It's so not quite as good. Um, and the one thing, the greatest thing that the Bengals are doing is their time possession, 32 minutes and 56 seconds time possession compared to Washington's. 29 minutes and 34 seconds time of possession. Um, and yeah, the Bengals have also done a great job not turning the ball over. Only 1.33 turnovers per game. Well, Washington's 1.78 turnovers a game. And I think Joe Burrow's got this team rolling in the right direction. Um, really like Randy Bullock <laughs> as the kicker, you know. Don't normally talk about kickers in this, but hey, got him on my fantasy team. So I do like the Bengals in this one. I think this Bengals team is, you know, they play in a tough division, but they're playing the Wa they're playing Washington on this one. Um, and I think they're going to take care of business against the football team. So, thinking the Bengals plus two in that game. Moving on to the second pick of the day, we got the Lions versus the Panthers. Um, Panthers are three point favorites in this game. Now, this game, the spread for this game, it's a little bit all over the place. Um, I, as of recording this, it's not looking up like it's not looking like the spread is um, being listed at very many books out there. I've seen minus three. I've seen anywhere from like minus one and a half to minus three for the Panthers. Um, but for some reason, they're not having that on the board everywhere. So as of right now, we're going to call it minus three. Um, but whatever I end up um, putting out on the website in that blog, that'll be end up being the official pick. So it's a tentative minus three, but we'll see what the what the spread ends up being. I, I would assume it'd be something right around there. 
Um, but coming to this game, the Lions are four and five and four and five against the spread. Panthers three and seven and five and five against the spread. And, you know, even though this Panthers team has only won three games, and uh, yeah, one of them was against the Cardinals. But, you know, I really do like this Panthers team. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a great quarterback. You know, 351 yards per game so far this season. Uh, Matt Stafford not doing so great for the Lions um, with 324.67 yards per game. And one thing that the Lions, I feel like I've betting against the Lions, I don't know how many times this season, but their time of possession is just absolutely horrible. And it's just really not getting any better. It's 24 minutes and 52 seconds time of possession. Um, which, you know, when you look at time of possession, definitely the lower end is the more important thing there. Uh, Panthers, you know, not a crazy, um, right around the middle of the pack at 30 minutes and 25 seconds time of possession, but still better. You know, both these teams come into this game averaging one turnover a game. But, you know, I think Teddy Ridgewater at home in this game, you know, haven't got a win in a while. I think they're going to be fired up, ready to win this game against the Lions team that just really isn't that great. Um, and, you know, this Lions team, as much as they don't want to be looking ahead to their Thursday game, um, for Thanksgiving, you know, you know, it's in the back of their head somewhere there that they're, you know, looking ahead for that one a little bit because they're going to have short rest. So definitely like the Panthers in this one minus three and moving on the last NFL play of the day. we got the Bron uh the Dolphins minus three and a half versus the Broncos. Dolphins come into this game six and three and seven and two against the spread. Broncos are three and six and five and four against the spread. Um, you know, I think it's finally time for me to stop hating so much on this Dolphins team. Give them a chance. Um, the Dolphins come into this game scoring 27.89 points per game, while the Broncos on their hand 20.67 points per game. Um, and one thing this Dolphins team has done really well is possessing the football um, with 30 minutes and 20 and 8 seconds time possession, while the Broncos only 28 minutes and 29 seconds time possession. Um, but one thing that I saw that really stuck out to me in this game was the Broncos just lack of I don't know ball awareness whatever you want to call it they, they turned the ball over so much this year 2.33 turnovers per game which doesn't sound huge but in the NFL 2.33 turnovers per game it's hard to win football games when you're turning the ball over that much the Dolphins on their hand only 1.11 turnovers a game which isn't the greatest in the world um, but it's still I mean it's almost half as less as the what the Broncos are doing and the Dolphins have also done a great job limiting stupid mistakes 4.56 penalties per game for 37 yards Broncos not terrible 5.33 penalties per game for 48 yards but still not quite as good you know this Dolphins team this defense is just outstanding they're winning games all over the place and Tua unfortunately for me it's got them rolling in the right direction um, you know, this Dolphins team is definitely going to be dangerous. Uh, you know, they they got a shot at winning the AFC East. Them and the Bills are going to be very close when it comes down to it. So I like the Dolphins minus three and a half in this game. So that's going to be the last pick for this week's NFL slate. So just a little bit of wrap up here before I let you go. Um, if you haven't already checked out the website, make sure you head over there. We got, you know, Right now, there's not a ton going on. We got horse racing picks up there, college football and NFL picks up there every day from the Hot Tip Bets computer model. Um, starting next Wednesday, we'll start having college football, or I'm sorry, college basketball picks up there um, once all of those games start hitting. And yeah, the college basketball preview should be coming soon on the website. As far as the preview podcast goes, um, starting now, I think the plan is um, to be recording, to have podcasts come out on Tuesday and friday that way you know the tuesday game the tuesday podcast i can hopefully cover games for you know tuesday wednesday thursday and the friday podcast i can cover the games for the weekend um and as far as betting lines go for that we're gonna have to see 
how all that goes. You know, betting lines for college basketball never come out too early, even in a normal year. So I can't, it's going to be kind of crazy this year. It's probably going to be basically the day of the game. So we might just have to look at some look ahead lines as far as those go. Um, and then the official lines get put out later once we actually have real lines for those. So yeah, that's um, college basketball. Just preview comes next Tuesday. Be on the lookout for that. Um, it's definitely going to be a good one. And yeah, as always, if you haven't, um, look at the, you can always, all my results are always posted on the website. Um, you can look at that for my picks. You can look at that for the computer model picks. Um, and yeah, if you're not following me on Twitter and Instagram, make sure you go over there, follow me at hot tip. That's Chris. Make sure you follow the hot tip bets account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, um, everything that's linked down below. Make sure you're following there so you don't miss out on any content. And I'm definitely one thing that I'm looking to do. Um, if you haven't reviewed the podcast, make sure you review that. Give it five stars. Um, if you leave a question down in your review, I'll definitely um, take a look at that and answer them on the podcast. Um, and yeah, if you have any questions, anything, definitely um, reach out to me on Twitter or whatever, and I'll try to get back to you. Hopefully, I see it. Um, definitely easier if you just reply to a tweet than if you go through the DMs. I'm n probably not going to see your DM, most likely. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Hot Pit Tips Bet Podcast, and I will see you guys on Tuesday for the college basketball preview.